Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. Well, as we start today, I want to read a quote from our Foursquare denomination president. Uh, This is what he looks like, Randy Remington. And here's what he wrote. In the wake of recent mass shootings, in the light of sorrow and grief that families and communities are now experiencing, I find myself intentionally refusing the attitude of indifference and the willingness to succumb to a state of numbness. My heart aches for the people violently murdered in a grocery store and a church building. I'm praying for the friends and families of those undeserving victims of hate and violence. I'm praying for them to be comforted by our God who draws near to the brokenhearted. I not only stand in solidarity with hurting communities of Buffalo, New York, and Laguna Woods, California. In particular, I stand in solidarity with the black and Asian communities to whom these attacks were directed. I stand against the works of darkness in militant intercession. I take up my place in the ranks of Jesus' army, the ones whom he has delegated spiritual authority in his name, tearing down strongholds of hate, prejudice, racism, supremacy, wherever they exist and in whatever forms. We must never allow ourselves to think of violence in this manner as normal. This is pure evil. Jesus asked us to pray for forgiveness of sins, but also for the deliverance from the evil one. All of us have sinned, but not all of us are evil. There is a spirit at work in our culture. It is overt and murderous and from the pits of hell. It's demonic and anti-life, and it is evil. That's what it is. As followers of Jesus, as leaders in his church, we proclaim in the power of the Holy Spirit a gospel that offers freedom, forgiveness, and life more abundant. We are the embodied love of God. Catch that. We are the embodied love of God and the life of Jesus on earth, manifesting the kingdom reign and rule of heaven. We alone have been given the keys of the kingdom and the power to bind and to loose. So let's be the church in power and truth. We are the people of faith, the people of hope, the people of love. We are passionate about prayer, repentance, and our intimacy with Jesus. We renounce idolatry And by the word and by the spirit, we intentionally tear down false idols. We are ambassadors of reconciliation. We walk in forgiveness. We speak the truth in love, and we live as a new, redeemed community. We are the outpost of heaven, a light uncovered and placed high on a lampstand. And as we live in the reality of his kingdom, we show the world a better way. So Jesus... Fill your church with your glory, heal our land, and even so, come quickly. Amen. Now, I wanted to share that with you, not because I wanted my president to find out that we like him, but I thought the words were powerful for us, that we are people of faith, hope, and love, that we are the embodiment of the love of God. We are as some people have said, Jesus with skin on it. And we are to love God. We are to give our lives for others. We are to make a difference. As 1 John 4.19 says, we love because he first loved us. And 
God is obsessed with you. And he wants to minister his life and his love through you to those around you in in a powerful way. Uh, Recently, I saw a clip by Dr. Derwin Gray. Now, some of you may know that name. He played football at BYU. Later on, he played five years with the Indianapolis Colts and one year with the Carolina Panthers. He was a defensive back, and he didn't love people too much. He tore them apart. But during his time in the NFL, he and his wife, Vicki, came to know Christ, and they started this church called Transformational Church. It's in a place called Indian Land, South Carolina. It is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church. He's a great author, and recently he wrote an incredible book. I I must confess that I've not read all of it yet. I read the free chapter that you can get online. A powerful book called How to Heal the Racial Divide. And I'm going to show you a clip from a recent sermon of his where he gets a little passionate. By the way, he's a preacher, not, not a Bible teacher. He's a preacher. So uh, take a look at this if you guys got it up there. We hope. Transformation Church. I can't speak for any other churches. I'm not called to lead any other churches. I'm called to shepherd you and us. Here's the thing. We're going to be a people who drink deeply the love of God, the grace of God. We don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. He showered us in it, not simply so we could keep it, but to give it away, give it away, give it away now in the words of the red hot chili peppers. And to love other people is not a feeling. It is a commandment. It is God empowering us. And here's what happened. Oh my God. When the borders of our heart begins to expand to love the other, we become more human. We become better. We become answered to people's prayers. We become the change that we long to see. Amen. Now, I would try that, but I get hurt. (laughs) Love isn't a feeling. I won't try it. It's a commitment. When we embrace the love of God, he said, we have the power to love others and become the change that we want to see. Last week, Pastor John urged us to step into a place of boldness, that the Holy Spirit would guide us to people that we needed to encounter, and that the Holy Spirit would give us words to speak. Not often before we get there, but when we get there, when we open our mouth, that we would be people of boldness. And he defined boldness as a fearless confidence, cheerful courage, and the freedom in speaking to others. When Jesus was asked, what is the main thing, you you know what he said. He said, love the Lord your God with all you have, with all you are, with all you are becoming, and love your, 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 your neighbor as yourself. You've heard me say this many times the last few months. Everybody needs God. Everybody needs somebody, and somebody needs you. Well, why, why don't you, you say this? Somebody needs me. Just say it. Somebody needs me. Yeah. And sometimes we look at the mirror in the mirror and we go, there's no way. It's not me. They need someone else. Pastor B, you go to them. I'll never forget a time where this couple called me up about 7 o'clock at night. My phone rang. I was still here at the office. And, and they said, Pastor B, you got to come to our house right now. We got, we, got, we got a fish on the line. I go, fish on a line? What? 
We got somebody really close to Christ. They're, they're about ready to get saved. We need you to come and seal the deal. I said, if I come, I'll screw it up. You guys have invested five years of your life into this couple. You want to interject somebody new into their life? You, you want to interject the preacher man? I'll come over there and preach, and I will. And I said it. I, excuse me. I did. I said, I'll screw it up. How about I stay here and pray for you? How about I stay here and ask God to give you the Holy Spirit that God would use you for redemption and reconciliation? How about I, okay, be that way, they said. And I prayed. I got on my knees in my office. I prayed. I prayed. I prayed. I prayed. Forty minutes later, the phone rang. They were both in tears on the speakerphone. I could hear it. Pastor B, you'll never guess what happened. I said, yeah, I stayed out of the way. They led their neighbor to Jesus at their little coffee table at the corner of their little kitchen. This couple came, and they presented the gospel, Romans 10, 9, and 10, John 3, 16, Revelation 3, 20. They gave all three barrels, boom, boom, boom. And that couple bowed their heads, joined hands together, and right there in the living room, they gave their life to Christ because these people had invested five Years of love and sacrifice and, and, and service. How do we see people? I want you to look at this quote. People in need are not projects we help. They are people that we love. Oftentimes, we want to fix people. Uh, the, the great Bob Goff, if you've never read any of his stuff, it's worth your time. Bob Goff says, people need love, acceptance, and forgiveness. They need encouragement more than they need our advice, more than they need our pathway on how their problem is going to be solved. They simply need to know the love and forgiveness and grace that God provides. So I'm going to talk to you today about love God, love people, serve God, serve people. Somebody goes, boy, have I ever heard that before? Yeah. And the reason we repeat it a lot around here, it's more than just words on a website or words on a wall or words on a screen. They're really our DNA. And they come to us out of Matthew 28, 18 to 20. This is so powerful. And Jesus came to them and said, all what? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. We believe that? Okay. Therefore, because he has all authority, you go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to what? Obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Here is the framework for this command. Jesus says, I have all authority, and Jesus says, I will be with you. If the one with all authority and power is calling us to go into all the world and share our faith, to go into all the world and make disciples who will then make other disciples and reproduce themselves. This is the one who says, I've got all authority and power, and I'm with you. It kind of takes the scariness out of the command, go into all the world, love and serve your neighbor. It kind of takes the scariness out of the command, go and preach the gospel to every creature. When you recognize Jesus is the one calling us and he has all authority and power, and he says, I will be with you. You see, God's mission is global, but where do we start? Well, in your notes, because some of you love to take notes, and if you're watching online, welcome, welcome. There's also notes there, little 
tab if you're in the mylefc.online.church. If you're in Facebook, well, there's no notes. You're on your own. But God's mission is global. Well, where does it start? The best way to start changing the world is to love people right where you are. And you're going to go, duh. So let me ask you the question. How are you doing with loving people right under your nose? How well are you loving people and serving people and finding places where you can fill a need and meet a need in Jesus' name. I mean, they're all around us right now, more than ever, more than any time in my lifetime are people desperate to know that somebody notices them and loves them. Uh, Generation Z, this is the generation like, you know, 25 and, and younger, they say that they're the most connected generation in the history of mankind. Yet they have the most superficial relationships in the history of mankind. They know, and here's what they say. Does anybody really love us? Does anybody really notice us? And will anyone listen to our story and our our dreams? They're not sure that the generations before them, so if you're over, over 25, you're the generations before them. They're not sure that you really care about them. They're not sure that anybody really notices them. And so when Jesus was asked, what's the most important thing? I mean, put your finger on the most important thing. Jesus summarizes 613. Think about this. 613 that the officials of the law knew. They counted all the laws in the Old Testament. 613. You got it? You you can use it at the next trivia party you go to. And in Mark's version of the story, they ask him, what is the most important thing? I mean, I think we would say, uh, don't murder is more important than don't cook a young goat in its mother's milk. Leviticus 19.18. I think love your neighbor would be more important than don't wear clothing woven with two kinds of material. Leviticus 19.19. There are some commands and laws that are more important than others. And Jesus says, look, look, everything can be summarized in this. If you just get this, life can be summarized here. Mark chapter 12, 28, 30, and 31, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. What's most important? What should we do? What about goats cooked in goat's mom's milk? I mean, come on. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked of him, of all the commandments, Which is the most important? And you know what he said. Can we read it together? Here we go. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater command than these. And in the Hebrew, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Here's a question. Who lives with me? I like this question. Now, some of you are going, well, I live by myself. You're not exempt. I'll catch you in a minute. But who lives with you? Family members, roommates, somebody sharing a space, somebody in the condo unit, the shelter, a home, a college dorm room, a dorm on the base, a room you rent. Who lives with you? You got an HOA? You got a neighborhood? Everybody has a place where we live. Someplace. 
Even people down the riverbed have a place. There's community. They have life. They do life together, many of them. You know the people that you live with and live around. Can I ask you the question? Are you loving them with the love of God and the love that he has for you and through you? I love John 1, 40 to 42. It's Andrew and Simon Peter's brother was one of the two who heard that John had said and who had followed Jesus. And the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Now just think about this story. Andrew says, Christ is too good to keep to myself. So he brings his brother to Jesus. That is our assignment, folks, and it hasn't changed. Acts 1.8 says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And I love the power of the Holy Spirit. I love the boldness that he gives us that Pastor John talked about last week. I, I love the gifts that are available, the, the fruit of the Spirit that can be ignited inside of us. We can prophesy. There's the gifts of, of tongues and interpretation of tongues and the gift of miracles and the gift of healing. And oftentimes people are really just like, this is so cool. We get to be in his presence. Whoa, it's so great. Make you jump up like Dr. Gray and preach. But notice what he said here, the words of Jesus. But you'll receive power, dunamis, dynamite, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And yes, all the gifts are available. Hallelujah. Yes, all the power of the Holy Spirit is available. Yes, yes, yes. But you will be my what? My, my, put it back, please. You will be my, you will be my. Witnesses, the number one thing Jesus says that will be a byproduct of the filling of the Holy Spirit is you'll want to tell people about Jesus. Hello. You see, our mission includes God's power, but our mission includes God's presence. We're not alone in this. And when you think about the assignment of the church, especially in the next 10, 15 years, I will tell you what the assignment will be. It will be to take the power and the presence of God to people that have never encountered the power and the presence of God. Let me say it again. Oh, pastor, what's the vision for the church? I just gave it to you. Not just this church, every church. The power and the presence of God taken to people who have never met the power and the presence of God. Andrew Murray said, beware in your prayers above everything of limiting God. Pray for people that are far from God. You, some of you live with people who are far from God. Just pray for them like crazy. I mean, just pray for them. But Pastor B, you don't know my grandpa. You don't know my husband. You don't know my kid. You don't know my ex. Yeah. Well, you don't know my God. But he saves people. He radically saves people. I met a guy the other night. Uh, we had the privilege of serving at the food truck event at the police department. About a thousand people came through, and we did pedal cars and Hot Wheel track and popcorn and crafts for the kids. And and that our police department would invite us to come serve with them. What an honor that is in itself. And and I met a guy there. He says, "Yeah, I, I've been coming to church." I go, "Yeah, I've been seeing you. It's been so great to have you." He goes, "Yeah, I I came because." 
one of your guys invited me to a Thursday night men's Bible study that meets over in the cafe, and I, I needed to be with with other men, men who are serving God, and, and, and God's touched my life by being with those guys. They had the boldness to invite him, and uh, he was there helping us tear down tables. Yay, thank you. And I think about uh, Friday night, a, a small contingent of us were out at Vandenberg Air Force Base right next to uh, Slick Six, and we were serving dinner and serving pies, homemade pies. That's why we have some leftover pies that are 50 bucks a pie, I think I heard. And I saw, I, I get a little choked up when I think about it. I, I had the privilege of serving uh, some of our airmen. Now, these are military cops. They don't want to be called guardians like Space Force, but that's okay. And I got to look in their eyes. Tell me where you're from. Thank you for serving our country. You should have seen their faces. Now, they all know I'm Pastor B because I had recently served as their honorary commander and and the, uh, the the commander out there had myself and the, and the group all like wave. And the whole group of like 240 of them gave us a standing ovation. Think about that. Because we've done dinners for them. Uh, Bill Pernod has been with us and we several people in church. We've done, uh, you know, dinners at Thanksgiving and 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 at Christmas time, and, and so we've, we've encountered their life. But it was so great just to look in their eyes and say, tell, tell me about you, right? Because I, I just heard 25 and under are looking for someone to acknowledge them, to notice them. See, I pay attention. And to a person, they all responded with respect and with kindness and with a heart that just said, man, thank you. Thank you for caring about and then And then I would stop some of them when they came back for seconds and thirds What's your dream? What would you like to do in your future? If you could do anything you wanted to do, what would it be? And, and one girl leaned in, you really want to know? I said, yeah, I do. And she told me about her dream for the future. She's getting her degree right now, and she's going to get out of the Air Force and, and go to nursing school because she wants to be a nurse and serve underprivileged kids back in her home city and home state. I thought, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Right? And I, I, I you know, I, I just said, uh, you know, I'm going to remember your face and your name, and I'm going to pray for you. Is that okay? Sure. Can I have more rice? Sure, go ahead. Get more. It's not rocket science, no pun intended. We're right next to the Delta IV that's going to launch soon. And But every one of us can find a need. Every one of us can find a, a spot to fill that need. Because, see, someone somewhere invited you to a service. Someone invited you to Sunday school. Someone invited you to youth group. Someone invited you to go to church camp, maybe sponsored you like many of you are doing now. The second question is, who lives near me? Who lives near me? Now, many of you know about the the 70s. You're old enough to remember the 70s and the 80s and these things called garage door openers. They ruined our society. Because now we can push a button, go right into our garage, and not even see our neighbor anymore. You know, I know people who've gone to mission fields and built homes for underprivileged people in other countries, but they won't even help their neighbor take the trash out. Now, I think you should go to a mission trip at some point in your life. I, I, I do. I, I'm all for that. I used to hang out in Tijuana and, and build, we used to build uh, plywood houses down there and and help kids, and I used to go to the dump in Tijuana and, and 
use a lice comb and use lice shampoo and wash lice out of kids' hair. That was the job they gave me. The other ones gave out tacos. I did lice. So anyway. But I know people who will do that. I know people who write checks for missionaries. Thank you. Some of you do that here. But they won't help their neighbor take the trash out or get to know their, their neighbor. And that garage door has been, hey, I can, I can just go and put my car in there. Now, if your garage is full of storage, sorry, you don't park your car in the garage. But even when you park it in the driveway or out on the street, people kind of run and run into their house, the safety of that, that, that deadbolt or the safety of their ring or the safety of their alarm system or the safety of, and then we got rid of front porches in America. It was a big thing. People would sit on a porch, hey, Betty, John, Steve, Susie, how are you guys? Great. And now we create little safe spots in the backyard. Now, what does that have to do with anything? We have just become a culture that is more isolated from each other. And so here's what I would say to you. Find ways to be present in your neighborhood, my neighborhood, and to listen to the needs and pay attention to what God has already been doing in people's lives. The beauty is you're not the only one that God's using to evangelize your neighbors. There are others. The Bible says one man plants, one man waters, and God gives the increase You work with people that are far away from God. You're not the only evangelist, but you're one of them. You get to be a part of a Holy Spirit-driven team to to bring people closer to Christ. Um, I just looked on Friday that our our population, not of Lompoc, but our population of the world, 7.9 billion people with a B. Santa Barbara County, 448,656 people from the last census. Lompoc city limits, 43,345. When you add that up, here's what I know. That's a lot of noise. What noise can penetrate that noise? It's the noise of love. You read 1 Corinthians 13. It says love, love has a sound. It's not like a gong, a clanging cymbal. There's a certain sound that love produces and service produces. John 13, 34, a new command. I give you love one another as... Come on, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. No one is exempt. If you know God, if you know God through Christ, no one's exempt from loving people. And I don't like this verse because the word as means with the same scoop that God has scooped out love to you, lavished his love on you. That's the scooper you get to use with people around you. How you doing? You like that verse? I don't like that verse. At least I'm honest. Bernie, you go love people like I love you. A few weeks ago, I said, you go out and be salt and light. You remember that sermon? Good. Five people. Thank you so much. And I said, if you want to make a difference, then be different. Don't don't, don't blend in with everyone. I'll just kind of work stealth mode. We don't need a lot of stealth mode. We need a lot of love that's above the surface. Jesus tells a story of a good Samaritan. Guy gets uh, beat up and left for dead. Remember the story? And people actually went out of their way to avoid him. But one person cared deeply. And the moral of the story is that you should put aside your differences and help those who are in need of help. The Samaritan did not think about race or religion, didn't think about gender. The good Samaritan just saw 
a person in need of help. And here's what we understand, because the question is asked in that story, so who is my neighbor? Well, first, my neighbor is whoever is beside me right now. Look around. There's your neighbor, the one beside you right now. Hi, neighbor. (laughs) And the second is my neighbor is anyone in need. Not just someone who can meet my need, but anyone in need. Remember this. Uh, Givers have as many legitimate needs as takers. They've just determined to be givers. They've just determined to express the love of God through their lives. And third, it's, it's most important to be a neighbor. People are looking for neighbors. And here's what I know about neighbors. You cannot be a good neighbor if you're distracted all the time. Now, I don't know if anyone in here is like me, but sometimes I have to fight to get my mind to be right here. Because I can think about the past, and I can think about the future, and I can think about what I have next, what I've got to do tomorrow. And right now in the moment, you've heard the phrase, right? Be present in the moment. People used to say, wherever you are, there you'll be. Not true. Because I can be wherever I am, there I'll be. And I can feel that little phone vibrate in my pocket, and I can be thinking about Who's texting me while I'm talking to someone else? Have you ever done this? Or if you live with someone, you got something on the screen, right? And they're talking to you and you're pretending as you look through them that you're not missing the, the, the PGA. Well, there goes Tiger. He, oh, he's, having, he's grimacing. He's got some pain. Or there's my football team. Or there's my baseball team. Or there's the news. Yes, dear. Did you hear what I said? Absolutely. Then tell me what I said. Now you're busted. You cannot repeat what, 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 your, what, your, what your spouse just told you. That's called being there but not being there. Distracted. Some of you have checked out on me the first 30 seconds I started talking. You're thinking about egg burritos. You're thinking about sending kids to camp. You're thinking about going home. You're thinking about your recliner chair. You're thinking about, come on. You know how hard it is to stand up here? Because I know your mind, where they've gone. Because when I'm sitting where you're sitting, I'm doing the same thing. That's why I, that's why I fight. Whenever I go to, like to, to a four-square meeting or a conference or something, Lord, I sit in the front row. And, 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 Lord, I try to pay attention because I want to reap what I sow. And I take notes, and I fight for my mind. And then my phone, burp, 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 burp. Yeah, he wouldn't understand. Hey, hey last, last but not least, who lives in me, inside of me? And this is the most important, not just who lives next to me, who lives around me, and who lives with me, but... Who lives in me? The Holy Spirit lives in each of us. Let me say it again. You cannot get saved without the Holy Spirit at work. And then he invites us to invite him daily to fill us. And if he lives inside of you, he wants to flow through you. Everybody needs God. Everyone needs someone. And someone needs you. Someone needs me. It's only when you know who lives in you that you can love those right where you live. It's his authority. It's his presence. 
I have all authority, and I will be with you. John 13, 35 says, By this all men will know you are my disciples, if you do what? If you love one another. So, Lord God, I pray that you will help us to love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. God, this church does lots of outreach, but I pray that we won't wait for a program or an invitation or an announcement about an outreach. We will find ways this week to pray bold prayers, and we will find ways this week to meet the needs of those around us, to go and love people like never before. May that be our goal. And Jesus, we want you to be the center of our lives in such a way that you overflow out from us, that we would love our neighbors. And I agree with that statement, God. They don't need more advice, but they need love, acceptance, and forgiveness. They need to know the love of God in their lives. We pray for those, Lord, that we know that are far from you. You may know a person right now that's far from God. And we ask you, to use us to encounter them in such a way that they would follow after you. Thank you, God, that you are with us, that you are for us. We give you praise. We want to be used by you. Anybody else? I want to be used by you, Lord. I want to be used by you. Your notes, if you've got them, you'll notice a prayer. And if you don't, we'll put it on the screen in a second. But a pastor and author named John Mark Comer said that love is incompatible with hurry. And while earlier I said we can easily be distracted, uh, sometimes hurry can get the best of us. And when we hurry, love is incompatible with that. So I want to give you a prayer to pray this week. It's in the bottom of the notes, correct? You see it? Here it is. God, help me to walk slowly enough to experience Jesus fully and love people deeply. It's real simple. Every day this week, I'm going to encourage you and challenge you. Just pray that God, help me to walk slowly enough, uh, undistracted enough to experience you fully and to love people deeply. Help us to slow down enough to see the needs around us. Our world is going so fast. And while I'm talking and while we're ready to, to leave this place, there are so many news feeds and headline feeds and ESPN feeds and people feeding themselves. But just take some time to be with God. Slow down enough to experience Him and to love people deeply. So, Lord, you have all authority and all power, and you go with us. You would never call us to love others if you weren't going to enable us and empower us, and we know that you will. Help us to look for you this week. Help us to find you in the midst of other people, even ones in our own household that you're working on, Lord, that we will see your fingerprints all over them. and We'll be willing to serve you and follow you in such a way that we will love them and we will serve them as well. We love you, God. We give you praise. Help us to walk slowly enough to experience Jesus fully and to love people deeply. In Jesus' name.
Everybody said amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.